This podcast is brought to you by Men's Tea Clinic. Men's Tea Clinic is the team I trust with my total wellness optimization, and so should you. Five DFW locations with North Frisco, El Dorado Parkway at Dallas North Tollway now open. Call 972-GO-MEN'S-TEA or visit mensteaclinic.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. KNC Masterpiece right here on 105 Through the Fan. The people are already ready from the 469. I'm excited for this interview. Kenny was one of my favorite players Me when too. I was younger. And from the 817, say what? Yes. Gant, I'm on the Dallas Car Show website and listening. But his jersey is on the homepage. Yes. So right now, we bring to you Kenny the Shark Gant. Good afternoon, sir. Good afternoon. How's everybody doing in, in Dallas, Texas? <laughs> I think we're good, but we're also angsty. Like, I can't even imagine what a player feels like as someone who's just going to watch the game. It's still two days away, and I'm super amped up, man. Hey, it's, uh, it's a reason to be. I'm excited about the, uh, the Dallas Cowboys um, getting the pass, uh, the GOAT. But, look, I, the, the, the culture has to be set um, to go to San Francisco and I believe uh, Mike McCarthy has did a good job um, looking at them playing in Tampa. Um, so th- we don't have to be worried about going to play the San Francisco 49ers. I'm, I'm thinking this team is ready. The 49ers should be thinking about playing against us. That's what I'm talking about. That's oh, my I'm- God. <laughs> We're going to win by 50. I'm ready. <laughs> Kenny, this is like the, you you like emulated swagger for me as a kid growing up watching like watching that Cowboys team. And I am I've always been kind of curious about the story of of the, the shark fin and everything and how you you did that. And I, I heard how Jimmy kind of allowed it and everything. But that yes. did, it didn't take Jimmy Johnson firing that team up or, or getting that team to have swagger. Right. It, it, Jimmy knew what to say and how to say it and when to say it. So um, he, he could be laughing at one moment where he can tell us. And we, we had a team, I'm telling you, we, we did a lot of partying. You know, everybody heard the stories. Yep, yep. They wrote, they made T-shirts, whatever. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> but Jimmy knew how to just let us know, look here, guys, I know what team I got. I know my players. If you can give me seven days this week, don't go out, don't go drinking, don't go doing anything. And that's why he got on the, the, the TV and said, we will win the ball game. Because he knew from the practice that we was ready to go play. When when he said that, was your reaction like, holy crap? Or were you all like, damn right? You d- Damn right. We, we, was re- if we could have ran through a wall because that's the culture he set for us. Um, and, and he knew the game is won in practice. It's not it's the 60 minutes. When you prepare to go to San Francisco, that comes down from the way you dress to get on the plane, the way you get off the plane to go to the hotel. Man, we were just walking in confidence. So the Shark, Kenny Gant, I just watched all three of those games again this week. And in the second game at Dallas, 
Jerry Rice, out of all people, tried to fight you guys before the game. And I know it was like, hey, mark this in three-inch headlines. We're going to win the game. I'm wondering, what was Jerry so upset about before that game? Because he could feel the energy. Because we, we came out poking at him. You're not going to get introduced in our end zone. And, and you know, y'all getting – that's what happened. They was getting ready to get introduced, and we just weren't going to have it. And he was getting pissed off that we was – we we gonna, we're not we don't even want y'all to get introduced in Texas Stadium. That's how that's how disrespectful we wanted to be to them. That might be my favorite story I've ever heard <laughs> in the history of life. Like I I I wanted to ask a follow up, but then I started picturing that stadium and picturing it all. And and like whenever people talk about like a lot of folks think Cowboys fans are obnoxious is because. We were spoiled. Every generation was spoiled once the team got here. The 60s, the team was really good, and then they broke through at the beginning of the 70s. They dominated that uh, decade along with the Steelers. Then in the 80s, they were still good in the first half before they fell off, and then y'all dominated the 90s. That's why Cowboys fans got so entitled or spoiled, because (laughs) every decade you got that, right? Hey, we're America's team. (laughs) You know, it's it's no... There's no looking back. And I and I love the underdog of teams because I when you talk about being a shark and and I talk about culture, culture means you set the precedence of how this team is gonna run. See, I I I had so much confidence in me as a shark that I, I still say today Michael Irvin wasn't a starter, Emmett Smith wasn't a starter, Troy Aikman wasn't a starter, I was a starter, Kenny Gant the shark, because you know what? Troy them never ran down on a kickoff. I started the game. <laughs> Kenny, I was one. I was wondering how much do you watch the offense play? I, I know that you're on special teams and you're on defense. Yeah. I was just wondering, from a perspective, we see you guys sitting on the bench and and the coach talking to you. How much do you get to watch of the game when you're on the bench as a player? Hey, when you got two studs like um, Ezekiel Elliott and uh, Tony Pollard. You want to watch. That's how it was when we played. We had we had the goat. We had Emmett, you know, and so we had time to stand up and watch the team because they kept us on the sideline, resting up so we can go out there and dominate as a defense. So we had a chance to to get out adjustments, and then get up and watch Troy go to work, watch Emmett, and they took a lot of time off the clock. So when we got out there, we were fresh. Can you and. <laughs> Can you tell us? I'm sorry for jumping in there. I there people are excited. I'm excited. <laughs> is can you? And I'm really excited to hear your take on this question. We have arguments yeah. with people all the time about Troy Aikman because there's folks. I feel like they're younger and they just look yeah. at the stats and they're like, Ah, Troy wasn't that great. And we're like, You weren't watching the football when it was happening. Can you send a message to folks who are like, Man, Troy's a guy. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you who Troy is. Troy was the guy um, because I look at I, I practice against him every week. So when you when you got the perfect position, and I got Dave Campbell up my butt every day. It's like I don't want them to catch the ball. Hmm. And then next thing you know, Mike wasn't fast as I was. He was a little bigger than me, but I'm like I can cover this guy all day. But Mike was so good at his craft, but then you got to have a quarterback to throw a football before a guy even cut out of his break. Mm-hmm. And that's 
you can't beat that. You can't cover that. And that's that's who Troy was. Troy was smart. He was big. And I, I took a picture with him a couple of years ago. He had an event. I I I I I just forgot how big he was. <laughs> and <laughs> he was a little dude. So, you know, he was he was he was a complete quarterback. He's smart. Um and, and he stayed healthy. So and we and we loved him for it. A lot of a lot of the discussion. I mean, last year the Cowboys they kind of got bullied around uh, on the defensive front, and those guys carried it with them. Even in in training camp this year, we were talking to the defensive linemen, and they were like, they they were still talking about what happened, and they've been carrying that all season. Debo Samuel is a a physical type of receiver. When yeah. when and and this is two good teams. I think this is really what we're getting as NFL fans. We get two good teams here. How would you approach a physical receiver, a physical almost running back like Debo Samuel? They got three. They got three people on offense: Debo, McCaffrey, Kittle. How many we got on offense? We got to stop three. They got to stop five. Yeah. Oh. Defense. <laughs> they got a linebacker and Bosa. We got corners. We got a corner, linebacker, def- four defensive linemen. Hey, look, we're not playing against them. They playing against us. I'm, I can't stop saying that enough. Keep saying. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Keep saying. I, I'm, I'm I'm excited about this matchup. All right. Yeah, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, I think I know the direction you're going then, but I got to I gotta know your prediction because I think we're all ready to, like, go run laps or something like that. <laughs> I still, last week, I had a, I was sitting down with a friend of mine. He said, what do you think the score is going to be? I said, it was Cowboys 31-19. Okay. And so we know what the score was. And I still think, with the field goals counted, 35-20. Whoa. I'm, I'm in on this. I'm in on this. <laughs> and that's from a shark right there, Kevin. You're not going to get that. It. And that's no exaggeration because if, if Dak bring the game he played last week, smart, no turnovers. Um, teams bit off turnovers. If we don't turn the ball over, we 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 best in the league. Uh, we we score the most points, and all we got to do as a defense when Jim, one of Jimmy Johnson's philosophies, if we keep them under seventeen, we win the ball game. And I still spotted them three points, so <laughs> <laughs> uh, because they are a good football team. I'm not disrespecting them. It's uh, they're a good football team put together, and and it, it's going to come down to a couple of plays. And last as you look last year, it came down to one play. We didn't put the ball down. It, you know, it could have been a couple of plays, but we don't know what would have happened if they would have got the ball down at time. But still, that cost us. And I think we've cleaned up those mistakes. And I'm, I, 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 listen, I, I'm a God-fearing man. I, 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 if I could just pray to the Lord. Lord, just let me play one more game. Mm-hmm. It'll be this one. <laughs> this would be the one. Amen yeah, to that. <laughs> They're gonna be. Are there gonna be some some shark dancing going around at the Gant House this Sunday? There will be shark. That matter of fact, I'm having uh, my own watch party over at Nosh and Bottle at the Toyota Music Factory over in the, um, Irving. 
in Las Colinas. So I'm looking forward. If some people out there want to come out and hang out, I'm giving away a couple of jerseys, some mini helmets and stuff. So come on out, man. That's it's going to be some shark dancing going on, and I'm I'm going to have a shark dance contest at half. Oh, yes. yes. So I'm excited, man. I'm I, I may have some cleats on, so I don't know. <laughs> you know, I, 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 but they got they got um. They got marble floors, so I don't want to slip down and fool myself. <laughs> we, we do a segment every Friday, Kenny, called Forgiveness Friday, and I would like to ask your forgiveness because at least <laughs> twice my excitement got the best of me and I cut you off. So I hope <laughs> that you will forgive me, sir. I forgive you, man. You know, this 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 what the world needs more of, some forgiveness and love. So, man, there's no hard feelings, man. I just appreciate it. I'm humbled by you just calling me today and getting me on, man. And I, and I love you guys for that. And we love you, too, for that, too. Yeah, you, you, know, you say it, Kevin. Well, you say I, it back. No, we love you for sure. But you also <laughs> know how sports fans go mm-hmm. is if you have a routine and it works, you need Stick to do it again. Yes. So <laughs> be ready. We might need to do this whole thing all over again next Friday. Man, it'll be my honor and a pleasure, man. And I, I really do. I'm telling you, I'm, 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 I'm excited and humbled. But when Chris called me last night, I was like, yeah, absolutely, mm-hmm. yes. And I just, and I really do appreciate it, man. Because sometimes as athletes, man, you know, we go through a lot of stuff with the concussion stuff. But this, this right here gives me uh, a life, and I, and I really do appreciate it because it, 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 it feels though we hadn't been forgotten. And I, and I really do appreciate that. I want to let you know that. I want to let you know, and I promise I'm not just saying this because I interrupted you, is I'm going to read you some of these texts from the 469. Love Kenny Gant. Go Cowboys. From the 214. Let's F and go. I had to censor that one. The shark has me pumped. From the 214. Shark party. From the 817. Got my dorsal fin ready. Let's so, go. like, people are pumped, Kenny. <laughs> yeah, Man, I'm so excited, man. I wish I could be on that plane Saturday morning um, this, just so I can keep the energy flowing because they don't have anything. Go up there with, with, their, with their ears tired. And you know what I love about football? Uh, one of the best things I heard in the last 10, 11 days when Georgia played the national championship, now no disrespect to the Horn Frogs because I was rooting for TCU, but – Kirby Smart said so. That's why I talk about the culture. He said so before the game. A reporter asked him, "What do you? Do? How do you sum up this moment?" And he said one word. He said, "Aggression." Mm. And the lady looked like, "Yep, aggression." And I, I'm like, "Wow, I'm ready to play now." <laughs> and, 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 and you know, it's and it, did you you see how the game went? Yep. That guy had his team. He built a culture. The, of, of aggression, and that team got off the bus. I think they pulled TCU off the bus, and and just they just did what they they prepared for, and and that's what um that's what the Cowboys need to do. Aggression, there Man. it is. Excellent, excellent stuff. We appreciate it so much, good sir. And hopefully, we'll talk with you again next week. Have a great weekend, man. man. I, well, hopefully, man. You guys have a blessed weekend, man. And uh, look for let me. I'm gonna put it this way, because you know I'm a cloth. Uh, it was interesting that me and Michael Irvin was on injury reserve at the same time when I was a rookie. So he taught me a lot about the city and how to do some things. But anyway, <laughs> but one thing, one thing, 
one thing he taught me how to be a professional and and don't waste no time doing nothing. And I think um, um I thank Michael Irvin for that. Great teammates I had, man. They, and we they prepared us for uh the, we we just knew we was gonna win in any game. We lost some games, but we still um it it was some takes in the game that we won without even winning. We won this. This is what we got to do next week. So uh, you just fix what you fix and, and and keep it moving. Keep pounding, man. And I, I'm I'm excited, man. I, I'm telling you, I wish the Lord could just give me one more, <laughs> just one more game, Lord. Out, outstanding. <laughs> I know there's a lot of people listening right now that are right there with you. We will catch up with you next time. Thank you again, good sir. Well, I'm a, I'm so confident in that. I'll talk to you guys. Next yes, week. sir. Yes, sir. There he goes. Boom! Kitty Gant right there, man. Holy moly. Just more shark, dude. That's all we got is more shark from him. I love it. I love it. That's awesome. From the 214, we will never forget the shark. From the 219, (laughs) Kenny Gant is the best. From the 817, Kenny the freaking shark Gant. And they censored themselves. And from the 956, I do the shark every opening kickoff of every game I played in high school. I love him. (laughs) And hopefully, y'all have forgiven me the same way. That Kenny Gant forgave me. Yeah, I had to he get did it down the pattern nice a little bit better. <laughs> and so I still understand now. We're the KNC Masterpiece right here on 105 Through the Fan. That was phenomenal. Coming up next, Cowboys win because, Cowboys lose because. 877-881-1053. Let us know. We'll do it next as we jump into the lunch rush with Mike Likes It right here on 105 Through the Fan. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Second and 10, Elliott's back in the game. Prescott in the gun, back to throw. Well protected, going to the end zone. Schultz at the goal line, and he's in for the touchdown. That's my guy. If the Cowboys win, or for some people, when the Cowboys win. Well, Brad Cham always, but Dalton Schultz right there. By the way, quick programming note, as my feedback, the feedback here has led me to believe people enjoyed that. Had another conversation with Kenny Gant. He assured me I was forgiven for interrupting him. Are you sure? Are you sure? You felt the element of, but don't let it happen again, which is fair, is he said, if the Cowboys win and the Giants win and the game's here, he'll be in studio next week. That'd be awesome. That would be awesome. That'd be great. I love people in studio, man. We got Mike Likes It coming up in just a little bit. But first, Cowboys win because Cowboys lose because. I'll let Mike do this. Well, they can't lose, right? There you go, Mike. That's what I'm talking about. Okay, Okay. for the purposes of this segment, if you have to pick a reason they lose. 
maybe this is too high of a number. Maybe he doesn't have to do this. Cowboys lose because Christian McCaffrey has 150 yards from scrimmage. That number is not too high. Can I piggyback okay. along with this? Is People got really bent out of shape. I no point did I say Tony Pollard is better than Christian McCaffrey. It's just people are like, oh, he's just obviously way, way better. And I was like, well, hold on just a minute. Have you been watching Tony Pollard? He's pretty damn good. But Christian McCaffrey is excellent. In here's my stat for you. In last week's victory over Seattle, Chris, Christian McCaffrey had 136 yards from scrimmage and a touchdown reception. That's the second straight postseason game. He's had at least 100 scrimmage yards and a touchdown. If he does it again on Sunday, he'll be the fourth player ever with at least 100 scrimmage yards and a touchdown in his first three playoff games. Joining Arian Foster, Larry Fitzgerald, and Terrell Davis. So there are one Hall of Famer, a future Hall of Famer on that list, and then also Arian Foster. But he was a quality player for a time. He's in some rarefied air. My answer is also simply Christian McCaffrey. The there's no chance, Kevin, that he won't get the opportunities to do that sure. too. Like Shanahan's drawing up every play he can, going, "Hey, I want to get him the ball as frequently as possible." Him and Debo, I have these two options that I can go to. I want to get them the ball as often as possible. Cowboys win. I'm going to go Cowboys win first. Okay. Sorry, if they we get plus dead. 80 yards rushing. Okay. San Francisco is 12-0 when they have not given up plus 80 yards rushing. They win when the opponent can't run the ball. And I think Tony Pollard is a different player than he was last year. The Cowboys realize that. And I think Ezekiel Elliott is going to squeak out some of those tough yards for us as well. I think I got it. I just want to make sure. So the Cowboys have 80 yards or more rushing, not yes. they outrush. No, they or, need okay, to rush. Sure. She said plus 80. I'm like, wait a second. They need to have should be in trouble. They I think have, we win this game if we outrush them by 80 yards. Though. Right. They need to rush. They need to have 80 plus rushing yards in the game because if they don't, San Francisco's undefeated whenever teams don't do that. So that's that's an approach wow. you got to take is you have to do that against this team. That is a great number. You have to. What's your Cowboys lose because? I'm going to let Mike go with the other side of this. Oh, you want me to do Cowboys win Cowboy, Do your Cowboys win. You're Cowboys, love Cowboys win, win because, and I'll get a little bit more into this and Mike likes it. Cowboys win because there's multiple things here, but I think it all goes into one. They win the turnover battle and they win the penalty battle. The Cowboys need to have, this is tough because of pass interference can be such a big penalty, but the Cowboys need to have, I will give them 30 yards of penalties. But they have to have, like, less than pretty much 30 yards. So less than 31 yards of penalties. I get you're going to have an offsides or you're going to have a pass interference. It's it's going to happen. I understand that you can't probably play the perfect penalty game. But the Cowboys can't do what they did last year. And so the Cowboys, when you watch that game again, if they just don't commit many penalties, they probably win that game. So to me, I'm going to combine it into – these horrible negative plays and interceptions, fumbles, and penalties. If the Cowboys limit those and create more of those for San Francisco, they get more false starts on San Francisco. They get more holding calls on San Francisco. They get to turn over Brock Purdy, let's just say, two times and, and Dak only has one. You win the game. I love that. Corey, I think you're going to dig my Cowboys win because... Digs. Yeah, I agree because he makes a big play. This is 
the best defense that Brock Purdy has faced, and this is by far the best pass defense Brock Purdy has faced. So I was looking at the people love their advanced statistics. So I was looking at defensive EPA, right? Here are the defensive ranks of the teams that Brock Purdy has faced so far. Miami, 24th. Tampa Bay, 11th. Seattle, 26th. Washington, 5th. Las Vegas, 30th. Arizona, 20th. Seattle, 26th. So obviously, Washington stands out. Tampa is above average to be certain. There has been a whole lot of junk defenses they have played along the way. Where do the Cowboys fit in this? Cowboys have the fourth running defense, the fourth passing defense overall per defensive EPA. They have the second best defense in the league. So this is by far the best defense, especially passing defense, that Brock Purdy is going to have to face. Here are the passing defenses he's faced so far in terms of rank. 26, 12, 19, 9, 31, 23, 19. Cowboys are four. So whether it's passing defense, rushing defense, overall defense, this is the best defense that Brock Purdy is going to see. And I'm not like saying Brock Purdy's a spare or anything. He has played awesome so far. But this is a step up in competition. So while the Cowboys have to step up to the 49ers, because the 49ers are damn sure better than Tampa, Brock Purdy has to step up in terms of the potential of the defense he's facing on Sunday. Cowboys lose because they give up more than 24 points. I usually go with like general idea things. These are this week. I'm very different with this approach. They've given up more than 24 points six times this year. Okay. Okay. I'm betting the record's not four of those were losses. Two of those were victories. Uh, One of them was against Philadelphia. One of them was the Packers game. One of them was the Jaguars game. Uh, They also gave that up. They gave up more against Washington, which I don't, I still don't want to count that game that much. That being said, Cowboys defense has been really good at not giving up points this yeah. season. And like there there are a lot of games, Mike, we were talking early in the season about how they just weren't giving up 20 points. They weren't giving up 17 points. It just wasn't happening that frequently. They were that, that stout of a defense. I think if they can keep the number low, and I know Kenny the, the, the Shark Gant just said, hey, 17, give us 17 and we're going to win this game. Yeah. 24. If you can keep it under 24, the Cowboys offense scores 24 points in their sleep, dude. They roll out of bed scoring 24 points. That's the number for me. I will tell you, it to the first point, if it's 17, if you tell me right now San Francisco scores 17 points, I think we're going to the NFC so, Championship game. I just looked up how many penalties the Cowboys had. They would have needed 24 points last year to win this game, right? True. 23, 20, 23 to 17 was the final yeah, score. Wow. I didn't realize this because I just watched the game. I just am looking at the box score. Just guess how many penalties the Cowboys had in the 49ers playoff game last year. Eight. All right. That's a good guess. You want to guess? Nine. Okay, they had 14 penalties. Shoosh. All right. Now, I guess it only equaled 89 yards, so that's, that's not the end field. of the that's world. A touchdown right but there. But 14, I knew watching the game, I'm like, God, there's a lot of damn penalties. I had no clue that the Cowboys had 14 penalties. Out of those 14 penalties, four of them caused a first down for the 49ers. If you're looking at trends, the last three games, Cowboys' fifth least penalized team in the league. 
at 3.7 penalties per game. Plus, you have a crew chief that I believe is a little bit more lenient on that side, so optimistic. I think you're going to like this one, Corey, because it fits in with the interview we just had. From right. the 469, you're always there for us. Oh, yeah. It's that time of week again, fellas. Let's keep the streak going. Cowboys win because they will simply outswag the 49ers. Dude, last week they outswagged the Bucks by far. Like that there was nothing but swag on that field. They Kenny knew Gant it. just outswagged me. He just on the phone. He was like, hey, watch it's me so outswag true. everybody just by being on the phone with you. I'm in on that. But they did say Cowboys lose because no coach ball sack. And they said, Come on, Mike. If they make it next week, you'll do it, right? Dude, no, I, why? That would jinx it. I want to. Yeah, I want to oh, be very honest. So you say no? I, I appreciate Ballsack. Okay, well, hold on. I did if Coach Ballsack last year. The hell did you just say? Coach Ballsack. I appreciate that that thing. No, Joey, don't mark that one. For people who can't see that, he'll hold up <laughs> a sheet of paper or Reggie used his to like, click his pen. He'd click his pen or he'd you know lick the tip of the pencil. Yeah. You know, and just he'd be like, all right, I got to jot that one down. No, uh, I, I I really do appreciate it, but I think every I'm and this is me just being superstitious. Tolo's out there. If y'all want the entertainment, I do believe that every time Mike has done Coach Ballsack in yeah. the, like the last year and a half, you did it. Cowboys have lost. Oh. I even did one. And they win or lose, they lost. Oh. So we got to stick with what works. Hold on, we did the wheel of misfortune this year, Kevin. And Guess we what lost. Happened? Cowboys lost. Okay, I know what to do then. Hold on, I get where you're going with this. All right, I remember what happened last week, Mike. Do you have any thoughts about Dak Prescott interceptions? I guarantee Dak Prescott will have at least one interception in this 49ers playoff game. Oh, but you have to say it. That's I right. I guarantee I Charles Barkley this. style that Dak Prescott will have at least one interception. From the 2-1-4, Cowboys win because they dictate the 49ers defense after Pollard rips off a 53-yard run early in the first quarter. And then Diggs gets a pick six, and you say, it's so, so purdy. Does that work? Kind of Charles Barkley-esque right so, there? So, so purdy. Because that's after their quarterback. He, yeah, I kind of like that. I, I'm perfectly okay with that. I am so interested in how Brock Purdy is going to play in his second playoff game because yeah. Damn, did he do great. He looked it is 17 awesome. to 16. Pressure on San Francisco at halftime. Are they going to get upset? And that little rookie went out there and had an outstanding second half. I would have felt so much better if they like grinded out that 24-23 victory or whatever. From the 903, Purdy will throw three interceptions because of pressure by the defense and the Cowboys win. 30 to 21 for the 903 Cowboys win because Diggs learns to tackle. I think he knows how to tackle. It's just Hey, we, hey, look, there are guys on that defense that can tackle. Yeah. Okay. Bard brought us say this the other day. There are guys on that defense. Curse can tackle. Uh Bland can tackle. Those guys let them tackle. Uh I want Diggs to to swat some footballs. I want him to intercept some footballs. Uh I know they're going to run at him. And that's the other thing, too, that you're asking is make sure that when they do run at him because that's the direction they want to go, they don't even get to him. I wonder, Stop him before they get there. I wonder how jump happy he's going to be on routes and then what San Francisco is going to do because when you do watch Brock Purdy in their offense, it is get rid of the ball pretty quickly. It is a, hey, let's get the ball back to you, make the simple read. If it's not there, dump it off or throw it away. And so I just wonder – 
with that is Diggs watching film going, I'm going to jump one of these and maybe jump early. And then to San Francisco go, hey, we know that Diggs likes jumping routes. Let's early in the game give a pump fake and go to make sure that Diggs doesn't jump routes as the game progresses. I, that's that's something fun to watch here in this is that Diggs is watching the film. He knows that Brock wants to get rid of the ball pretty quickly yeah. and let Ayuk and let Debo Samuel and let Kittle. Awesome too. And let yeah, let yeah. these guys just get the ball five yards from the line of scrimmage and let them run for ten or fifteen yards. And I feel like Diggs just has it in him where he can't help himself. He's just like, I know what he's gonna do, and I'm gonna jump one of these early. And it could work out for a pick six for Diggs, and it could work out for a touchdown for San Francisco. From the 2-1-4, the Cowboys win because they're the underdog and they want to avenge last year's loss. They have the eye of the tiger in this game. It was funny. I heard Dak Prescott. He was like, oh, yeah, this is the matchup we wanted. We wanted to play them again after last year. And I get that that's the logical answer, but in my mind, I would have been like, hell no, I want to play Seattle. Like, I wish Seattle would have won. I wish the, I guess you would have played the Giants. I wish Seattle would have won and they'd be going off to Philly. The Giants would have won and they would be coming here and you get to play them. Like, I get that is the more logical answer and the right answer. But if you're like really telling the truth, I'd be like, no way. I wish Seattle would have won that game for sure. Kevin, where does the swag start with you for this team uh, on Sunday? I actually think, since y'all were talking about it, I think a Trayvon Diggs interception in the first half, and especially in the first quarter, sets all of that. Because I think Trayvon Diggs has got swag to spare. And if he gets a pick, first of all, you just turn the natural flow of the game. But also, here's the rookie dealing with more adversity. I think uh, I'm going to go with Donovan Wilson. I think oh, he, sure. he makes a he makes a hit that makes <sighs> somebody on that team say, I don't want to play football today. I'm done playing football. Uh, and then like they might go out again. Chris Godwin caught 10 balls, but every time he caught it, it looked like he didn't want to be there anymore. He was like, I don't he'd he'd catch it. And then he'd be like, I'm going to trot off the field. To your slowly. point. Both games, the 93 and 94 game, got out of hand early for the Cowboys, unfortunately, in 94 because of three straight turnovers to start the game. But that 93 game got a little bit out of hand to San Francisco is when there was, I can't remember who made the hit, but Thomas Everett made the interception and then got it back to very easy scoring for Dallas. And Dallas then, I believe, takes a 21-7 to lead. So that game's 7-7, to I believe, pretty early, 14-7. to San Francisco gets the ball back. He throws a pass into traffic, hit up in the air, Thomas Everett, interception. That's where you're hoping Donovan Wilson is the guy there. And then the game gets to be, hey, good luck coming back now uh, in this situation. I love it. I love it. There is a lot of, I don't know if it's confidence or just excitement, but there is a palpable excitement there. And I'm curious how many Cowboys fans are like, oh, no, I am confident and excited versus just excited from a franchise that at times – does not give you reasons to be excited. This is this is one of those moments, man. Like, A, you're right. You don't get here enough. You should be excited that you are here. But at the same time, you should be excited that you get the opportunity to have to see this kind of game. This is one of those games that you're part of as a cowboy as a Cowboys fan. You actually get to be part of a very like one of the best teams in the NFL. Yeah. You get the opportunity to go beat them 
and show that you're one of the best teams in the NFL, too. We're the KNC Masterpiece back here on 105.3 The Fan right now. How about some Mike Likes It? Well, I'm going to continue with this Cowboy game just because if you okay, heard great. Crosstalk, I might be repeating myself a little bit, but that was at 945, so I'm thinking that three hours later we might you're have fine. some new yeah, listeners. I think you're good. All right, so one of the things that I think the Cowboys need to do to continue this conversation is to play with the lead this time. Okay. And I get Dak can come back and win a game, but I don't think this is the best team you want to play against when you need to come back from, let's say, 10 points in the fourth quarter. I I get they almost did it last year, but I don't want to try that scenario. I think putting pressure on Brock Purdy to come back in this second half, like the Cowboys have – Let's just say something like a 17 to 10 lead at half or a or a 13, even like 13 to 10 lead at half. Even though it's just three points, I just think it's very important at halftime for the Cowboys to have the lead. I think the confidence of the Cowboys going into uh, the locker room and the maybe nerves that 49ers have going into the locker room. If you're winning at halftime on the road, I think if you give Brock Purdy confidence he might just take it and run with it. And my example of this is Kerry Collins looked like a bag of dump when I watched last <laughs> night in 1996. I watched that game where I was like, where did everything go wrong for the Dallas Cowboys? Let me watch that 96 playoff game where they go to Carolina and they lose. And I won't get into the details of that game, but Kerry Collins looked like a bag of dump to start that game. Couldn't throw the ball to save his life. But... They started creating a little bit of momentum, and he had a couple passes that went his way. And as that game progressed, Kerry Collins got better. Yeah. And that was a young, that was a very high pick, by the way. Kerry Collins was a top 10 pick. I can't remember his exact pick, but he was a high pick from Penn State. And so I just think for Brock Purdy, if he goes into the locker room again, he's proven that he can against Seattle. But I think for the Cowboys to go into that locker room, he was the fifth pick. fifth overall pick. I think for the Cowboys to go into that locker room at halftime with a little bit of a lead would, so. would mean a whole bunch in this game. Now, let's go backwards to last year's game as I rewatched that yes. last night. So I'm going to give you I do have stats pulled up. And while, while you're doing this, are you finally ready to admit that you have Cowboys fever? I'm excited okay. about this game, but I also I don't think it it won't affect me the way that it'll affect you guys, okay. and that's good. I just haven't invested the uh, emotions into this season, which is fine. Like I'm still into the game. Yeah. I'm excited about all four games, honestly. Yeah. Um, yeah, I agree. But I'm more excited, obviously, about the Cowboys 49ers game, and Div- I've watched a lot of vintage Cowboy games this week. Divisional round is traditionally what I think of as the best round of football because. Although Super Wildcard has changed it up a little bit, but usually you got four games just like Wildcard Weekend, and it was better games. All right, so I said watching the game, man, they did not do a good job of giving Dak protection and time. Okay. And that's why Dak did not have a good game. He was not good last year uh, against the 49ers. But how about this stat? And I didn't know it, but just watching it, I was like, man, they felt like they got more pressure on Dak than we got on Jimmy Garoppolo. Sacks last year. Cowboys had zero. Okay. The 49ers had five. So if you look at that, they won the sack battle wow. five to zero. Uh, so it gives you an idea yeah. of the pressure you were getting on Jimmy G and the protection that they give him. Not that Jimmy G holds the ball long. He sucked, by the way. <laughs> Watching that game, man, could they carry Jimmy Garoppolo. Right. That was a bad quarterback uh, right. last year. And Dak didn't have a good game, but he was getting constant pressure 
Now, the other thing, too, in this game, Corey, you just talked about the 80 yards. The Cowboys last year rushed for 77 yards mm. in the game. The yards for the 49ers, and this is with Eli Mitchell. Elijah Mitchell, yeah. Elijah, sorry. 169 yards rushing. So they almost outran the Dallas Cowboys by 100 yards last year. And when you're watching it, you're getting dominated on both sides. And that's the way I remember the game in my head. They're getting pressure on Dak. You're struggling to run the ball. And you're not really getting much pressure on Garoppolo. And they're able to run the ball. Now, another part of this game, and I'm going to repeat what I said at, at 945. Thank God Randy Gregory's not on this team. <laughs> that moron was a dumbass oh, no. in that game for the, the whole game. I was like, I know that we wanted him back yeah. and he had a good season. If you just watch the 49ers game, you're like, how is 94 in the NFL? He doesn't know where the ball is before the ball snapped, and then he's riding the donkey when they're <laughs> finally late in the game. He's like, let me just jump uh-huh. on and take a piggyback ride here. Uh-huh. Like, hey, dumbass, uh, we're trying to come back here. That's a really stupid thing you're doing. Mm-hmm. But that was Randy Gregory uh, in that playoff game. <laughs> Two other guys that destroyed you last year in the in the playoff game, Connor Williams and Lyle Collins. Yeah. They were not good, and they cre- – I don't know how many penalties because it just says 14 for 89 – but I would give them four penalties combined. I think they themselves committed four penalties out of the 14, and Randy Gregory committed three of them. Yeah. So I believe those guys committed seven penalties in the game. They're oh. all off of this team, so they can't hurt you. Uh, and, and blocking, they obviously struggled to block with the sacks, with the lack of running the ball. And I'm going to – everybody had a, a deal in that, but – but Williams and Lyle Collins did not have that good of a game. Here's the other thing, guys. Brock Purdy can't play worse than Jimmy Garoppolo did. It's almost impossible to play worse than Jimmy Garoppolo played in that game. That is the part of your breakdown that worries me just a little bit because on the one hand, like you can't let the other team get five more sacks than you. You can't let, in this case, McCaffrey go for 150 yards rushing. I could see how you could prevent that. You're saying, well, the quarterback's not going to play any worse. That is not encouraging, but I hear you. The amazing thing was is the only reason you had a chance to win that game late is because of Jimmy Garoppolo. Like, Jimmy was like, hey, I'm so bad at this sport. I would like to try to have the Cowboys win this game. And I can see after that playoff run, not that I rewatched the divisional game against Green Bay that they went on to play, but after that game, I can see where San Francisco's like, I don't care. We made it this far. He's horrible. As a starting quarterback. That being said, he did win a whole bunch of games again this year until he got hurt. So he's pretty much of like, just please don't lose it. And he almost did for San Francisco in that game. Uh, That being said, I can see where Brian Broaddus talks about Dalton Schultz possibly having a big game. Uh, The other thing, too, is I can see where CeeDee Lamb can have a nice game. CeeDee Lamb actually had a couple of nice plays in that game. Unfortunately, they were wiped away because of holdings or because of blocks in the back from Cedric Wilson. And CD Lamb's in his big boy bag right now, too. He's not some, hey, little bro yeah. receiver anymore. He's a big boy. So the other thing, too, is I don't know how they're going to be more physical than San Francisco, but if they can equal the physicality of San Francisco, because it was it was domination last year in that. And just give Dak time. I, I'm if with you, you give Dak time, I think he can have a good game against San Francisco. But if he gets pressured like last year, you might see, and it, he won't be as bad as the commander's game. But you could see more of a commander's game if Dak is having to be 
continually wondering where is the pressure coming from. I'm with you 100%, and that is a reason for optimism. If you can largely hold the 49ers at bay, is I, I that would make go a long way in making me feel like we're going to yeah. win this game. Um, so anyways, that's kind of a review of last year's game. Have you had fun doing the, because I know you film studied like 92, 93. Have you had fun doing this film study? I have. It's been a lot of fun. So I watched 92, 93, 94, those games. I watched 96 uh, Cowboys Panthers last yeah. night. And then I watched yesterday uh, last year's game just to give me an idea. And it they dominated for most of the game. But the last 10 minutes, the Cowboys played really well. Yeah. And it, the 49ers were kind of in that let's not lose it instead of let's go out and win it. Uh, my last thing, and this doesn't have to do with the Cowboys because we haven't mentioned this at it's, all, is Christian Wood yeah. uh, broke his thumb. I believe it was on a two-handed dunk because after he did it, I was at the game. I can remember him looking at his thumb, and then Derek Holland mentioned something. Left thumb, right? Yeah. Derek Holland mentioned something as he went back on defense. He said, oh, he slapped the ball, and I was like, man, I think he might have did it on the dunk because he immediately looked at his hand. Uh, like it hurt. So Christian Wood being out for the Mavs is probably not going to help this stretch. And I saw Mavs PR team said he would be reevaluated next week, which just in terms of like, I know that doesn't give you a timeline, but it also lets you know he's not going to be back next week. You know, like if you're, he'll be reevaluated at that point. It sucks. He's been playing really well. He was great on our show. Yeah. And I would just like to say that watching last year's game, and I know it's last year, not last week. The Cowboys do have a good chance to win this game. They they can beat this 49ers team, but you can't have close to 14 penalties. You can't have yeah. close to five sacks. Uh, you you got to play. If you play smarter, you can you can win this game. Now, they are better at quarterback than Jimmy Garoppolo. Yes. I mean, you might as well have Ben DiNucci. Ben DiNucci <laughs> might have been able to win that. That's about what he looked like throwing the football. Right. We're the KNC Masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Fan. Coming up next... It's time for the C-Block starring Corey Majors and I believe a special guest. Yeah, DallasCowboys.com. Kyle Yeomans joins us next. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Hey, 